the Cincinnati Reds have told all of the promising young prospects to go to their rooms, which has me ready to predict the 26-man opening day roster. We've got all that and more on today's Locked on Reds. Let's go. You are Locked on Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds with myself, Jeff Carr, and my co-host, Stephen Offenbaker. We are lifelong Cincinnati Reds fans that have turned an addiction into information for you. I want to thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to us talk some Reds with you. Talking Reds is what we do, and we encourage you, if you're listening, to hit us up on Twitter or check us out on YouTube and drop a thought in our comments section because we want to talk Reds with you. Lockdown Reds is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. We are your team every day. And today, Steve, uh, this actually happened a couple of days ago, but I wanted to wait and talk about it with you because I was solo yesterday. The Reds have sent down pretty much everybody that we were excited about. And it's not entirely unexpected because some of these guys, we weren't expecting to break camp with the team but their spring trainings had forced us to take notice. They'd forced us to look and say, hmm, is the most interesting version of this team with them on it, and should they break camp with the team? The Reds, they put a stop to that, as Christian Encarnacion Strand, Matt McClain, Ellie De La Cruz, Ricky Karcher, and Casey Legumina all got sent down on the same day. Yeah, and Noel V. Marte was gone a few days before that. Yep. Uh, you know, the Reds wasted little time. You know, they did it like a Band-Aid. Instead of stringing us along and, and letting us have our hopes and dreams all the way into the final week of spring training, went ahead and jerked that thing off like a Band-Aid and sent everybody packing. And I'm not convinced that uh, the best version of the team is the team I'm going to talk about here today with my 26-man mm -hmm. roster prediction because uh, CES was the best hitter in camp. All spring, uh, without question. And he did that against not only the minor league guys in the back half of games, but he was doing that against major league pitchers in the beginning of games. So right. I was a little disappointed to see them pull the plug on that experiment this quickly. Uh, I'm pretty sure we'll see him again at some point in time this year in Cincinnati. But what it tells me is that the Reds think Joey Votto is going to be ready on opening day. 100%. And, and look, this is not the Reds saying there's no chance we're seeing these guys. The clock has now begun for when we're going to see them in Cincinnati. I mean, Ellie De La Cruz is a foregone conclusion, I believe, earlier on in the season. I think Matt McClain and CES have now kindly positioned themselves in like the June-July area, and, and we're talking about some guys who could really come up and be an impact right away. Although I do agree with you about Joey Votto. I think that he's going to be on the opening day roster. I think that's why he came into spring training at the point that he did. If, if he wasn't going to make opening day, I think he was going to take a little bit more time. But kind of like you mentioned, it seems as though the roster becomes a little bit clearer, especially for the position players. And you actually had a tweet that you sent out. You had a couple of tweets that you sent out about your roster prediction. 
Yeah, I went ahead and decided that I've seen enough of the moves that they're making to to feel fairly certain about predicting what the 26-man opening day roster is going to look like. So let's just dive right in and start with the position players, Jeff. Uh, this one was actually a little bit easier to put together uh, for the YouTube folks. Here it is up on the screen for the audio listeners. You can find this in my timeline on Twitter, but I'll give it a quick read. Uh, these are my picks for the Reds' 13 position players heading into opening day. Uh, at catcher, obviously the Reds have already said what they're going to do and they have money tied up in carrying three catchers so stevenson casali and Maley will all make this team at the catcher position uh, as i indicated joey Votto will be your one and only true first baseman on the roster heading into opening day as will jonathan india be the only true second baseman on the roster heading into opening day at the shortstop position uh, i went with both jose barrero who will be the starter but with a very short leash and then kevin newman who is going to be basically your utility infielder in this group over at third base i'm going with spencer steer uh, holding down the hot corner and then in the outfield uh, it will be various combinations of the following five guys uh, jake fraley tj friedel will benson uh, <clears throat> excuse me sorry got choked up will myers and chad pinder will be your outfielder so fraley friedel benson myers and pinder the important designation there jeff including Pinder in that group of outfielders is he has the flexibility to also be a second backup infielder because depth in the infield is a little thin with this roster by carrying the third catcher. Yeah. He Pinder can play second base and third base and Will Myers can play first base. And then you can move pieces around in the outfield accordingly there. I, I find no fault in your roster prediction when I see those position players. And, and it's important to note again, this is what we're seeing from the team. Neither, ne mm -hmm. neither Steve nor I look at this and say this is the best possible opening day roster because we've seen some guys. And, and I wonder a little bit when you're talking about a guy like Christian Encarnacion Strand who is hitting the cover off the ball and bringing so much excitement around the team, what kind of message does this show that you can have the spring that you are having and be a guy who is obviously part of the future of this team and yet still not make it on opening day. I, I I almost feel like the decision was made before camp started. Well, I think it was. I think that it was simply this. If Joey's ready, you're not making the team. If Joey's yeah. not ready, we can talk about it. So, I, you know, I wonder how and who, if it was Nick Crawl or David Bell, the message was delivered to CES because you really can't look him in the eye with a straight face and say, you need to go work on some things. Uh, he was <laughs> right. their best hitter in spring. You need to hit so, 600 instead of 500. So, like, I mean, uh, I hope... I hope that they were really, I hope they gave him a healthy dose of baseball as a business realism and said to him, you know, this is a roster decision. We have Joey Votto here. He's tied up uh, a lot of resources. He's on the roster and he's going to play. Uh, and the, in your best interest is to not come and sit behind him. Your best interest is to go to triple a and continue to play every single day and be ready if an injury strikes. And then we'll get you back up here. You're doing a great job. Keep doing what you're doing. That would have been my message to him. I hope they didn't try and give him some convoluted thing about needing to learn how to play, I don't know, center field, just as an example of <laughs> something they've said in the past. So, you know, I, I hope they were straight with him because he really has done a tremendous job this spring of making a case for himself. It's uh, flashbacks there looking at that. But no, you, you're right. Like, you can't, you can't say with a straight face, hey, you just didn't perform well enough this spring. Like, 
honestly, if we were going to have that conversation, you would start with Jose Barrero. He really hasn't looked much better in his short amount of time in spring training. Hopefully that kind of flips a little bit. I have seen some stuff and, and, and I, I forget the username that commented on it, but the other day I saw the comment that said, well, Davey Concepcion took a couple of years to figure it out. So yes, like Jose Barrero still I'll, has time. I'll tell you this. If Ellie De La Cruz had had the spring that CES had, Ellie De La Cruz would be the opening day shortstop because they have the flexibility in the roster. They could have sent down Jose Barrero and made a space. The difference here is the fact that they can't move somebody and play. You're not saying, yeah, I mean, you can't do it. And we talked about maybe Joey just being the designated hitter, but I think at the end of the day and with roster construction as a whole, they had to make a move that allowed them to put all the other pieces together as well. So I think that's why CES is going down. Uh, I think Ellie would still be up if he'd had a slightly better spring, uh, but I don't question for a minute that both of those guys plus Matt McClain will be in Cincinnati in 2023. I firmly agree with that, but the, the position player group really just seems set heading into opening day. Now that the key prospects who we will see at some point this year have already been sent to minor league camp. That's obvious. Exactly. It, you know, it, it seems to me that they're ready for opening day, which is March 30th. Uh, I'm ready. I know you're ready. Uh, flights are booked. Tickets are bought. I can't wait. All right. While it seems like the position group is set, uh, the pitching staff right now is about as clear as mud, Jeff. Uh, I'm going to tell you my thoughts on what I think the Reds will do, not necessarily what I would do. We're going to talk about that coming up next but first i want to talk to you about the sponsor of today's podcast today's podcast is brought to you by FanDuel. we are less than two well probably right at two weeks now away from opening day march 30th cincinnati great american ballpark reds taking on the pirates i will be there you should be there it's going to be a great time uh, and that gives you some time to download america's number one sports book FanDuel because new customers get a no sweat first bet of up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. So you upload your money to your account. You go ahead and you place that wager for whatever amount you're comfortable with. If you don't hit, FanDuel's giving you that money right back in bonus bets. So don't miss your chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets. All you got to do is head to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. You can make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports book of Locked On. And now that sports betting is legal in Ohio, Locked On has you covered with the perfect show that will help both new and seasoned gamblers. Download and subscribe to the Locked On Bets daily podcast for your picks and analysis. Locked On Bets is available wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up tomorrow, it is going to be our last Aloha Friday live edition of the show for this offseason. It will come back at the end of the 2023 season. Uh, but in the meantime, we're going to drop in some special lives and some things throughout the season. Uh, we'll let you know more about that as they get scheduled. But the last Aloha Friday is this Friday. So make sure you join us in the YouTube chat. That's going to go at 1.30 p.m. Eastern time. All right, Jeff. 
the position players was easy for me to put together. Uh, I really had to kind of sit and tinker and think when it came to this pitching staff because it's not as clear cut. Like I said there in the end of the first segment, it's about as clear as mud looking at the fourth and the fifth starters and the impacts that that has on the Reds bullpen. But I tried. And again, this is not what Steve thinks should happen. This is what I think the Reds are going to do. And some of that's based on what we're seeing with the moves they're making. Some of it, when one move in particular is you have convinced me that a, a right way to go involves a certain rookie starting pitcher. And I kind of took all of those pieces and put together my projection for the 13 man pitching staff. So again, I tweeted that out on my feed. If you want to throw that up on the screen for you the, want to uh, spoil the bad news so that YouTube doesn't find out before our audio folks do. Oh, that I have Hunter Strickland on this pitching staff not because i want hunter not because i want hunter strickland but i don't think they can help themselves i hope that i'm wrong about this because there are a bunch of guys that i would rather see i would actually if i were making this i would delete hunter strickland from this jeff and i would include bennett souza because i want another left-hander in that bullpen even if it's not a great left-hander i want another lefty down there but here's what i did the first three spots in the starting rotation are easy uh hunter green Nicoladolo, Graham Ashcraft. Easy. I think the Reds have already made the decision to make Luke Weaver the number four starter on this team. I think that's a done deal. That brings us to the fifth starter. Really, there's three candidates that have a legitimate shot at this spot. That's Brandon Williamson, that's Luis Sessa, and that's Connor Overton. Uh, those are the three guys that really still kind of factor in. I think Overton really missed an opportunity with the rain out yesterday. Uh, he needs a couple good starts to kind of fight his way back into this conversation. Not sure if he's going to get a chance to show himself or not now, but I predict uh, much because of the things you have said, Jeff, I think the right decision is to use Brandon Williamson as the fifth starter. He needs to go to the major league, spend time with Derek Johnson, learn how to be an effective major league pitcher. Now, does that mean he's going to be great every day? No. It doesn't. There will be days that he struggles. And here's where the Reds bullpen really comes into play. I've got both Luis Sessa and Connor Overton as the long men in this bullpen. That means on any given Brandon Williamson start, if he struggles, you can use either one of these guys in a piggyback fashion and get him out of there, let him regroup, and you try again in five more days. I think that's the best scenario for the Reds, for Williamson, and allowing Overton and Sessa to show themselves and fight their way back into a rotation spot. So after Sessa and Overton, I have this bullpen rounding out with Alexis Diaz, Lucas Sims, Reaver San Martin, Buck Farmer, Ian Jabot, the T is silent, and then, of course, Jeff's favorite pitcher in the world, Hunter Strickland. And tell right. me I'm wrong. Convince me. You convince me that they're not going to put Hunter Strickland on this team. Tell me the why thing, they're not going to do it. The only saving grace to this is he's not on the 40-man roster. So they would have to make a move. They would Two have spots. to cut Vladimir Gutierrez is going to the 60-day DL, and there's somebody else going. And TJ Antone is going to the 60-day DL. Two guys are freeing up 40-man roster spots. Well, if, I don't think TJ Antone is going to the 60-day, is he? Because that would mean it's he wouldn't be able to pitch till it's June. Re it's retroactive. It goes back to last season, so he can come oh. off whenever he's ready. Gosh. I hope not. Like I, I'm with you. I want Ben Souza. I, I or or Alex Young or a second lefty. Or let's face it, anybody but Hunter Strickland. But you're right. It's like a bad girlfriend or something. Somebody or, or, or boyfriend that's like super toxic and you just can't quit them. The Reds can't quit Hunter Strickland. I don't know why. 
I don't know why they brought him back. Uh, he's got dirt on somebody. He has he to have dirt on somebody. Something. Like, I don't even know why they brought him back into camp. Minor league in fight or not. Like, why is he here? He's obviously here to be on the team. And that's why I'm a little bit worried about Chase Anderson, too. And I, I, I think that the, the best thing about it is, you know, there's obviously other starters that should be on the rotation that any common sense observer could see should be in the rotation over Chase Anderson. But it's just like this Reds bullpen is such a patchwork all the time. It's been a patchwork for the last five years. And that is something that, you know, this next offseason, if the Reds take a step forward and they still don't do anything about the bullpen in the offseason, we're going to have words because I get it this year. You're not a bullpen away from the playoffs. You, you got to figure some stuff out. That's fine. But if you're still leaving the door open for Hunter, Strick, there is no way I test stats metrics that nothing proves that this guy is a good pitcher. Why is he still here? I, I, I don't, I don't understand. And I know that I've made myself plain on that. So I'm not going to go any further, but when I just look at this and I'm with you, I, I love the idea of Sessa and Overton. Like you said, I, I, been talking about this a lot um and the idea that Cesar has the ability to pitch in any situation like I think Connor Overton is probably just a long reliever but Cessa can be that guy that if you need him to only pitch a stressful eighth or seventh or even ninth inning if if uh, Alexis Diaz has already pitched in that game then he can do that or he can be an innings eater if Brandon Williamson trips up a little bit. And let's uh, not kid ourselves. I think that these guys would also be firemen for Luke Weaver as well. Um, but no, I, I other than other than just begging the Reds to not do this again, I really cannot argue with this because, as you say, this is how we see it, not how we want it. And and I'll be I'll be straight up, Jeff. I would not have considered following your plan with Brandon Williamson if the Reds didn't have two long men, if they only, you know, a lot of bullpens only carry one long man, one guy that's capable of going out and pitching three or four innings. Everybody else is a one, two inning guy. And you have back-to-back bad starts like that we could have from four and five. And then your bullpen is completely decimated heading back into the top of your rotation uh, with two long men that this alleviates that a little bit. So I'm comfortable with them letting the rookie go out there and take his lumps a little bit. Now, I'm, I'm not saying concede games and just plan on losing because there will be times. I think Williamson will figure it out, and there will be times that he pitches oh, yeah. well. There's a reason that he was so highly touted. There's a reason that he was so uh, rated highly and scouted as well as he was. He has the baseball talent. Uh, he just needs to be able to put it together, which is why I kind of like the idea of him getting an extended stay in Cincinnati working with Derek Johnson directly while not just completely conceding every game that he starts. If he struggles, you bring in, you know, Sessa or Overton to kind of shut things down a little bit, calm things down. Mm-hmm. And this offense is going to be capable of scoring some runs. It's going to come in bunches. I think they're not going to be consistently high scorers, but they're going to be days where runs come in bunches with this group. So, you know, I feel like this team would have the ability to kind of fight back in a game every once in a while. So because this is a year where we're not planning on being division winners, playoff bound, because this is a year where they're still figuring things out and waiting for talent to develop and kind of feeling out who they're going to be in 2024. I think now's the perfect time to go ahead and bring Brandon Williamson North and let him learn to do his thing. 
and he wants it. Like I, I give kudos to him because in the scenario where he was asked, you know, there's a spot open the rotation. Your name's been mentioned. Are you going for it? This is what he had to say. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm really trying. I want to, I want to start with squad. Um, I know we have other, other arms that are, you know, competing for it. Um, you know, it's, it's a catch twenty two. You can't think about it too much, but you also can't have it be nothing. So I've been trying to balance, um, you know, just coming in and working, but also with a, with a mindset of earning a job. The best version of the Reds pitching staff includes him in the rotation. I Hands down. It. Absolutely. So with that all figured out, uh, it's obvious that with the young guys back in the minors, this is what we're looking at. We're worried about Hunter Strickland. Still want to see Brandon Williamson in the rotation. And, you know, and everybody that's before you move on to that, sorry, I know you were trying to jump into your segue for all you folks listening and watching. Let's hear from you. What would you do differently? Jump in the comments on YouTube. Give me your 26. Tell me what you would change. Uh, hit us up on Twitter. You can follow Jeff and me. Let us know your thoughts. I'm really curious because I can't figure out a different way to do it knowing how the Reds act. And I, I would love to hear from, from the listeners what they think. And I think it's also important to note the opening day roster is going to look very different from game 162 roster. It's not going to be a situation where they run out 70 different players, but I think we're going to see some other guys come up and take spots uh, that current guys occupy. But Absolutely. you know, Steve, when it comes to that progression, when it comes to how the team is going to look this year, Reds games may actually be getting easier to watch this season. We're going to explain coming up next before we get into that though i want to tell you about another sponsor for today's podcast and that is the ultimate pro baseball gm this app is addictive i am telling you the other day i think i played it for like a couple of hours before i realized that well there were other things that i needed to do you can download the ultimate baseball gm on your mobile device from the app store or from google play or go to probaseballgm.com today and um or probaseballgm.com and uh, enter the promo code locked on to get a 100% bonus. What this is, is this game puts a major league front office in your pocket and on the go. It's free to download from the app store or the Google play store. You can take a franchise from the bottom to the top of the league as you can play ultimate GM on the go with no internet connection needed play as you want when you want. You control everything from player trades and contract signings to ticket prices and team facilities, literally everything. The only thing you can't do, it doesn't, you, you don't play the game specifically. You simulate each game, but with that, you control every other aspect of the team. Check out one of the most realistic baseball simulations right now on your mobile device. Download Ultimate GM today. And again, use the promo code locked on in the game store, and you'll get a 100% free bonus to your franchise. Just go to probaseballgm.com, scan the code down here in the corner if you're watching on YouTube, or download Ultimate GM in the App Store and the Google Play Store. That's probaseballgm.com, Ultimate Baseball GM. Start your dynasty today. Also, make sure you're following us in between episodes. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs. You can follow Steve at S Offenbaker with two Fs. And you can follow the show 
at Locked On Reds. Also, make sure you're following us on YouTube. Click that bell to get notified whenever we've got new content for you because when we post something new, when we go live, you're going to be notified. It's going to give you an update on your phone. Talking a lot about phones here in the recent. And uh, speaking of phones, that might be a way for you to watch Reds games here soon. It currently is if you're out of market, which Steve knows what that's like, trying to watch a Reds game in Hawaii. He's always out of market unless... They're playing on the West Coast, but that's a whole different thing. But it's going to be easier to watch the Reds in market now. And that's because of the mess that Diamond Sports, the parent company of Bally Sports, has gotten into. They are over $8 billion in debt, and they're filing for bankruptcy as we speak. Like they're going to file the court case and go through all the rigmarole and things like that. And typically, while they're filing the court case, things still proceed business as usual. But Bally Sports has specifically said they are not going to pay their revenue that they owe to four baseball teams, which includes our Reds, as well as the Cleveland Guardians, the Arizona Diamondbacks, and the San Diego Padres. It's just a matter of not paying uh, all four of those franchises, so... The way that this sets things up is that the way that Reds games are distributed is going to change. So there's a lot of rhetoric. There's a lot of information. There's a lot of conjecture out there right now about what this means for fans in Cincinnati, in market, trying to watch games. Here's I'm going to try and simplify it as much as possible, Jeff. No matter what happens come opening day, that game is going to be available for you to watch. Worst case scenario is if you're not a streamer, you're going to have to figure out how to do that because the worst case scenario is Major League Baseball streams the game itself for free on MLB.tv. What Diamond and Bally Sports has said is it is their intention to continue broadcasting games until the bankruptcy process runs its course which would tell me that we don't really have to worry about this in the 2023 baseball season. Uh, Major League Baseball has issued a lot of information, uh, basically trying to reassure the fans that they're prepared. Yeah, they they inter- they uh, issued this statement that said, Major League Baseball is ready to produce and distribute games to fans in their local markets in the event that Diamond or any other regional sports network is unable to do so as required by their agreement with our clubs. Having streamed live games on MLB.tv for more than 20 years and producing live games for MLB Network since 2009, we have the experience and capabilities to deliver games to fans uninterrupted. And I think the important thing here, and this is something that Rob Manfred also said uh, whenever he was asked last month, he says, we are prepared no matter what happens with respect to Diamond, to make sure games are available to fans in their local markets. We think it will be both linear in the traditional cable bundle and digitally on our own platform. So I think that what may happen from this is even this year, it could be a situation where you will still see the games on Valley sports because major league baseball will continue those going. Or if you are a subscriber to MLB TV, the blackout will be lifted for Reds fans and they can watch in market. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lift the blackout. I wish they'd live blackouts for everybody, but at least start with our team. Cause you know, that's the team we care about the most, obviously. Um, but yeah, so this is a case where you may be able to drop like a cable package or something that you're paying for. Like 
honestly, for me, I literally pay for my cable company simply so I can watch Valley sports. Like I get some other stuff and, and watch red zone and things like that. But those are all available on streaming services. Bally's isn't. Yeah. Interesting. You mentioned red zone because, uh, the national football league just ended its agreement with direct TV and they're going streaming. They're going streaming exclusively. They will be available on YouTube. So it makes sense to me that major league baseball will use this opportunity to get out of the traditional cable bundle business and make all of that money directly from selling subscriptions or to sell the rights to a YouTuber and Amazon or Peacock or all the other guys that are in Apple, even who are already broadcasting baseball games for major league baseball. It would just be uh, a continuation of a relationship and an expansion of a deal. And just to drive this home too, because obviously you know, we, we, we talked about the statement from major league baseball. We talked about Rob Manfred's comments. Those seem a little bit overarching to really have anything to do with the reds red senior VP of business operations, Karen Forgus, which I know she's been on with Lance McAllister and Mo Egger. You've heard her on the radio. If you listen to those shows, she had this to say about this situation. She said, because of MOB's preparation strategy and staffing, we are confident our games will be available to fans through Valley Sports Ohio or another distribution model. Because, you know, for the last whatever, I, I forget the last time that we had to look at a TV schedule and see, okay, when was when are the Reds not on TV that we have to listen to a radio broadcast or something like that? It's been a while since that's happened. This will not change the television broadcast. We will not see, you know, a, a drop-off. There's not going to be long periods of time where we're not going to see them on TV at all. It's just going to continue as it would for us fans. The behind the scenes stuff might be different, but for you and me, we're going to be able to still watch our Cincinnati Reds. Right. Like I said, Jeff, the worst case scenario is if you've got a, a you know, a papa or a memo out there that only knows how to work the remote, you may have to go hook them up with an iPad and teach them how to stream the game. That's the worst case scenario. And I'm not saying that's an easy proposition. I understand, <laughs> but <laughs> That's the worst that can happen. Uh, and ultimately, Jeff, when this all shakes out, when it's all done, when the court proceedings are over, Reds fans may have an easier time watching Reds games forevermore when things move to a true streaming platform. And that is a beautiful way to end this episode. Uh, coming up tomorrow, we have our final Aloha Friday, at least until next off season, uh, final Aloha Friday until the season begins at 1 30 PM Eastern time. Make sure you join us on the lockdown reds, YouTube channel as we're going to be going live. We're going to take your comments and your questions as we get set for opening day. Thanks for making lockdown reds. Your first listen. Now make your second listen locked on fantasy baseball. Win your league by listening to Matt and Dom every day as they bring you the best fantasy draft strategies. Find Locked On Fantasy Baseball wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. And Steve, every day, we will be all over these Cincinnati Reds. Why? Because we are locked in on the rumors. We're locked in on the transactions. We're locked in on all the moves that these Cincinnati Redlegs are making. We're bringing that information back right here to keep you locked on Reds every single day. I can't wait to drop cable.